sponsors. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about the good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Oh, I was so busy doing some things here, I forgot to whistle. I forgot to whistle along with the... Roger here. 909 Watchdog Morning Show up and running for the final hour of our Tuesday edition of the program. Uh, coming up later on this week, Bob, on Thursday, our uh, friend, the manager and the mayor are coming back from Moundsville. Rick Healy will be here and Sarah Shaw Woods will be here. Uh, we try and do this every, uh, little, maybe every six weeks, couple of months, the manager and the mayor together to talk about what's happening in Moundsville. They'll be with us on Thursday morning here on the show. And uh, Wheeling Police Chief Sean Schwartzbegging will be here in studio with us on Thursday. It makes me a little nervous. When the chief comes in? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like he wants to frisk me or something. <laughs> I think he does. Um we're going to new crime stats are out. Uh, crimes are up. Crimes are down. One crime that is up, uh, overdose related crimes, a hundred and thirty six percent increase. Yeah, I mean crazy. Other uh, than not though, uh, not too bad though, right? Well, the numbers? No, no, the numbers are not bad except in a couple of areas. So the chief coming in to talk about those crime stats, and, and I will. T- I want to talk about this whole opioid thing, and you know what is what's he think is the. What do you do? I mean, that, that, that number really jumped out at me when I looked at those stats. Uh, but he's in with us on Thursday's show as you well. You know what you do, Howard? I might not uh, mention this to the chief because uh, I don't think it would go over too good. You, you legalize marijuana. You make it easy on them to have something else, to get off that. I would like to point out to you, and I haven't gotten around to talking about it yet, and it will never go anywhere, but yet again this year in the legislature last week, a bill to legalize pot for recreational use was introduced in West Virginia. How quick did that go down? Yeah, went, well, it hasn't gone down yet. But you know it will. Well, they see actually, how I, actually it won't go down. You know what'll happen? It'll get buried. It'll go. Well, they they're watching Ohio. They're they're seeing how slick those guys over there, and they'll say, "Ah, we'll just do what Ohio does." Yeah, well, we'll never have it. But it was introduced, um, uh, I think, last week in the House at least. So there is that. But you ask, yes, I, I think that would eliminate that, or, or or certainly help eliminate it. Yeah, I think so. All right, it is a nine eleven here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, Something else I wanted to tell you. About this time of the morning, my mind starts Must to Must have been a damn lie, Howard. Now my mind starts to starts to go bad. I started to read a text to you earlier, uh, and it, it was about the homeless, but it was a really long text. And I said, oh, I'll get to that later. But then uh, they followed up with, don't put that on the air. So Don't do that, Howard. It was just a, it was a suggestion, uh, which I will, uh, I will read and take into my own, uh, take into my own heart, apparently. Um John McCabe going to join us here coming up in a couple of minutes. We're going to be talking about uh, the new lay of the land in the city of Wheeling. Where we have a new field of candidates, the three original candidates. Uh, of course, the, we've known for at least over a year that uh, Chad Thalman and Rosemary Ketchum were going to run for re-election. How many times did I ask Chad every time he was on for a year, right? Chad, are you running for I will uh, be making those decisions sometime later. Well, we, everybody's known he was going to run. So those two run. Denny Magruder, first one out of the gate, former Civic Arena manager, uh, he announced. And those are the three that we've been talking about for months. And then suddenly in the last week, man, a plethora of filings. 
uh, to the point that we now have six people, six people in the um, in the race. And this is just an observation because I was surprised. I didn't hear the news that uh, JT Thomas is uh, going to throw his hat in the ring until last night on the Big Seven. And it looked like, was that at Heritage Port? It uh, was. And uh, there were some big hitters there. there were you know, there was some. So you look around, there's a lot more. There that guy's a big hitter. He's a Catholic, you know. So it looked like uh, the, the Catholics were out in full force. Well, and, you know, he was introduced by Mike Young, very popular. Yes. Uh, Chris Doherty was there to show his support. Rick Jones from the Ohio County School Board was there. Wow, so both sides. A lot of big, big hitter Protestants there also. Exactly. He certainly mentioned the legacy of his dad, Jim Thomas, the late Jim Thomas. That'll help. Uh, so that will help. Um, and again, McCabe coming in a bit. Actually, he's not going to come in. He's going to give us a call here in a few minutes, and we're going to see what John thinks about it. But I think, again, I said all along, I wanted to wait and see where who all was in this race before he began to, begin to analyze it. Because I think J.T. Thomas begin. I, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't call him the front runner right now. You know what? I, I think he evens everything up because what I was when I was listening to you, I, you would think for for a guy like him that's never really done this before, there has to be behind the scenes, behind the door support. support. Yes, has to be that would encourage him, push him maybe to do this. It was a well organized event yesterday. And by the way, just a comment to all of those who announced for mayor. If you're going to do it, do it right, all right? Uh, Chad, Rosemary, Denny all had big press announcements, bring people in, supporters there, sign, you know. And what does that mean? It means that we then pay attention, we being the media, right? Um, now, again, I don't even know who Carl Carpenter is. He may be he may be the next mayor as far as I know. I mean, I'm not being funny at all. I just don't know. But he, he didn't even announce. He just filed. Okay, so there's that. Beth Heinbaugh, who I had heard was going to run, I did file. But again, no big deal about it. I think she needs to get herself out in front of things. JT, however, it was a, it was a really big press event yesterday with a lot of people on hand, not just the ones I mentioned, but a lot of local business people were there. Um, so, again, I'm not saying who's best. I'm not talking policy at all at the moment. In fact, there are a couple of things I'll talk about that I think JT Thomas is a little bit off base on. I'm not talking policy. I'm not talking who would be the best mayor. I'm looking at this from a political point of view. I think right now J.T. Thomas may very well be the front runner simply because of the coalition of people he can pull together, the support they'll have. So humor me here for a second, Howard. May, uh, let's pretend that I am uh, John McCabe or somewhat uh, or, or Brad or, or, or someone like that or Chris Staggerwalt. I think this hurts Denny Magruder more than anybody. Him throwing his hat in a ring, yep. to me, and again, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Man, that's that's news that Denny Magruder could have done without. I, uh, you are 1,000% correct. I, will, I, had, I was talking to several people about this last night, and I won't say who. One person said, Denny's done. This, this just ends Denny's path to victory. Uh, now, I'm not sure I buy that, but I think you are absolutely correct. I think this is... Not good news for Denny Magruder. Um, but I'm not sure who it is good news. Again, because now we've got six different people, each with their own constituency. I think J.T. Thomas has a large constituency. We'll talk about it, who he's got. And not, it's not just the sports folks. It's not just some business leaders. But, you know, we also – listen, he comes from a, a, the Lebanese family. Uh, a lot of family connections there. Hey, he's my family. Hell, that gets you two two thousand votes just at the Lebanese festival, Howard. I, I, I got to tell you, you know, I mean, it's it's part of my wife's wife's family. So, full disclosure there. 
So I think all of that puts him statistically or, or you know, as, as a front runner. But then the others, I don't know. I don't know. I've been saying all along I thought Rosemary Ketchum would, might be the front runner because she has a strong base of support, but I don't think her base of support can match with JT's. And I will also go out on a limb and say this, Howard. I do not know JT Thomas. I said hello to his dad a couple of times. I, I said hello to his mother a couple of times. I knew his uncle. Uh, but to me, coming in the way he did, it, it was really, if it wasn't by design, it couldn't have been designed anymore. It, it, it get caught everybody a little bit off surprise, right. done it perfectly, where people were talking about J.T. Thomas this morning. Absolutely. Uh, again, well-planned, well-organized, a lot of support. You saw it at this press conference yesterday, uh, or announcement, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so you can see it was a very well-organized uh, event. And again, Without commenting on whether I think his or anybody's got the right policy ideas, I think just from a political analysis point of view, I think at this very minute as I think about it, I think J.T. Thomas probably becomes the front runner. Um, now, others have their own constituencies, and we'll see, yeah, this has plenty of time to play out differently, but I think that's it. And frankly, I, th- I think you're right. I think this is not good news for Denny Magruder. And I think it's not good news for Chad or, or um, Rosemary who were kind of sort of you know, almost the incumbents, if you will, and I don't think it's going to play out that way. Some texts are coming in. I'll get to that. McCabe's going to give us a call. He and I will talk about this as well. Watchdog Morning Show is underway here for a Tuesday. It's 9-18. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Baron Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. 
We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. singing joy to the world this morning i just got a text you know what i'm singing joy to the world for what's that my new iphone is delivered today wow yes i am joy to I the am, world my new iphone 15 is about to be delivered to my house i will be in i know it's hog heaven but i will be in phone heaven with my brand new iphone that will be uh, being delivered today just got a text during the commercial break the phone is on its way yes very excited 9 21 after the hour here on the watchdog morning show i invited newspaper editor john mccabe to join me usually the friday roundtable but john uh the we kind of we our big topic on friday on the roundtable was uh assessing the mayor's race but the field has certainly taken a different look since friday yes yes sir hey good morning howard how are you good good yeah, I'm sorry. I, my phone had it on mute there for a second. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure, but you're the second person this morning to put me on mute. I don't know what that says, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um, yeah, anyway, you're right. I mean, we had uh, two late filings uh, on that came in Monday. Were, were posted Monday, and including one, uh, you know, good announcement or big announcement. I guess you could call down at Heritage Port yesterday yesterday morning. Um, but uh, now we have six mayor mayoral candidates. The the two late filers are uh, lifetime or lifelong Wheeling resident J T Thomas um, and Beth Heinball. Uh, Beth had long been uh, uh, thinking about running for mayor. Um, yeah, wasn't that, sure. that was a rumor going around for for some time that she might be running. Right, so, correct. Yeah, yeah and she, she she filed you know and put hers in the mail and. Uh, you know, uh, Thomas, uh, actually, you know, the son of uh, the late Jim Thomas, the you know, former football coach and teacher at Wheeling Park and football coach at, uh, I think it's Central. And um, he, uh, you know, he had an interesting announcement yesterday where he had Chris Dockerty, who's the head football coach at Wheeling Park and uh, athletic director there now, and, uh, and introduce him. Mike Young was there. I saw Rick Jones, Ohio County Schools assistant superintendent, was there. Um so it's an uh, interesting announcement event, uh, and he's a, he's a real candidate. So, you know, here we sit here now, again, of these six, and we'll just, let's go through real quick to remind everyone. We've got um, Rosemary Ketchum, uh, J.T. Thomas, Beth Heinball, Denny Magruder, and Chad Thalman. Those five are pretty well-known entities. Carl Carpenter is the sixth. Howard, do you know Carl Carpenter? I do not know Carl. Carl. I do not know him. I know nothing about him. I've never heard of him. No offense to Carl. I don't mean that in a negative way. I have no idea who he is. Um, yeah. And I've asked around a little bit, and you know, nobody seems to be aware of him. I'm not saying he doesn't have a lot of friends. I just nobody I know is aware of who he is. Yeah, same here. So let, let's just, you know, uh, I'm not going to disparage Mr. Carpenter because I don't know him, but, you know, we know five of these six at a minimum are going to have followings of their own. Uh, have people, you know, have been out and, and talking and ex- for three of them, at least, have been campaigning for several months. 
This is a wide open race right now. This could go any way. 25, I mean, this is one of those elections where you can mm-hmm. literally see 25% wins. Yeah, all of, the, um, all of the candidates are legitimate candidates, and, and by that I mean you and I both know that every frequently we'll get a mayor's race where there are a couple of sort of, a couple of guys in the race that aren't serious contenders, but they're there, they can get a few votes. But these are all, I think, uh, again, I don't know Carl Carpenter, but let me assume that he is also, but certainly the five that we know, they're all serious contenders and serious candidates. Yeah, so that that brings it to, you know, uh, we just came off of our last election that you had three candidates, but you really had, uh, you know, the outgoing mayor, Glenn Elliott, and Chris Hamm. You know, the four years before that, you had uh, then new, you know, incoming mayor, Glenn Elliott, and and Gene Fahey were the two primary candidates. Mm -hmm. You know, you go back before that, you had Andy McKenzie and Jerome Poynton. Um, and, you know, you always have maybe a Tony Dominic has, has right. been in There's, there. Right. There have been a, yeah. generally a, a couple of what I'll call, I don't, I don't know what word I want to use, but they're, they're not really serious candidates, but they're in there. They make a point. They're right. interesting people. Um, but but in this case, I, this is the first time I can remember in a long time. I think we've got a real race going on here. Um, Even if you go back to Nick Sparshane, Nick had six, five or six or seven in when he ran, but Nick was the, you know, kind of the, the most known commodity of them all, and, right. and you know, and won without. I'm going to say one. No, no elections easy. But, you know, he he won uh, handily in his first his first time around, and uh, you know, this one here. I mean, I, I know as of right now, I could see any of these five. You know, as we handicap this, let's just look real quick. Okay, we'll start with the late entry. J.T. Thomas. You know, he's in his uh, probably in his fifties. He's going to have. Uh, you know, again, he, he, he's going to have kind of that, you know, that 40 to 60 age range. You know, if you think back, he was 26 years as a uh, physical therapist at Wheeling Hospital. Now works for the Glessner Group selling, uh, I think it's commercial real estate uh, insurance. And, um, and then he, uh, you know, he's got his father's link and, and long time. You know, a lot of people know that, know him through, through there. Um, so then, you know, then you look at Denny Magruder. Denny's going to definitely hit the older demographic uh, hard. And um, so that's going to break there. you got, you know, Chad Thalman, maybe, maybe a little more progressive than, than someone like a, a J.T. Thomas. Right. But hitting you know, kind of that same demographic. Rosemary Ketchum hitting a different demographic. Um, that, Pro- you know, probably we'll younger, probably more pro- in- younger, more progressive. Yeah. yeah. And we'll have to split the, but one that typically doesn't vote. If you look historically, that's that's the group that is least likely to get out and vote. So we'll have to see what how that plays. You know, Beth Heinball has been working since last summer in talking to people. Um, you know, it, so that's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, to see where she draws votes. And then again, Carl Carpenter, again, Carl Carpenter comes in and gets 500 votes or 300 votes. That could make a big difference for any one of these other five candidates. With six people in the race, that absolutely could make a difference, uh, depending yeah. on how it all it all plays out. I would probably, and it's real early, so I shouldn't, I would probably, having nothing to do with policy, nothing to do with issues, nothing to do with who would be the best candidate, um, I would probably give J.T. Thomas the nod at the moment simply because he draws upon so many different constituencies. Correct. Yes, I, I would. I would tend to agree. You know, and then you add on top of that, if you, you know, when he was at, at you know, Wheeling Hospital and, and doing and as a physical therapist, he was also on the sidelines every Friday night of the Wheeling Park football games, 
working and helping with the athletic training and with injuries. So, again, he's a very well-known commodity in wheeling and, and, a, and a family, and he's going to draw from a lot of different groups and, and you know, and ethnicities. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking I just said Carl Carpenter might get 300 votes. So, Carl, if you're listening, I do apologize because – we're probably going to both get mud in our face, and he's going to win. Well, so. hey, listen, I, I'm I've, every time I've mentioned this, I want to be very clear. I am no mean denigrating nor trying to make fun of Mr. Carpenter. I just don't know him. Yes. Uh, I know nothing about him. I have no. I don't even know where he lives, other than the city of Wheeling. Yeah. I assume I don't. I just plain don't know. Um, and I hope to. I mean, I hope to be able to you know have a chance to converse with him both on and off the air. Um, but I, I really have a hard time handicapping him at all. But again, if I were picking right now, and it's purely on on the on the constituency groups, I think they can draw on. I think J.T. Thomas draws on. He draws on what I'll call the football crowd. He draws on the memory of his dad, who was well liked. He draws on some of the ethnic background. You know, he's of the Lebanese family. Heck, he's he's in my family. Let's be brutally honest about it. Um, so I think that um, and and apparently uh, there were I, I don't know who you were there, John. There were some business folks there as well. So he's going to get some business support too. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Liberty Distributor had some folks there. Um, you know, and again, just as, as you look at it, you know, when you have the head football coach at Wheeling Central, head football coach at Wheeling Park, you know, they can't meet on the field. So I guess they meet now in the political <laughs> arena and join forces to... Uh, you read my mind, John. That's a good line. I like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it really, it really does bring a... This is going to be an exciting mayoral race. And, Howard, I'll just put this out there now. We do have... Uh, uh, April 16th, 17th, 18th, those three days, we're going to be doing a series of debates, including the mayoral, mayoral race at West Virginia Northern. Uh, we're really happy we're able to get back into the uh, Beano Building Auditorium again this year. Um, for those three days, you know, we'll have uh, mayor, probably council, and maybe sheriff and a few other races that will that will hit for the you know the public with, along with uh, WTRF's going to be partnering with us this year again. So that'll be that'll be good and just to you know and again everyone you know, this is the key we have a legitimate six person mayoral race in Wheeling for the first time in my memory of more you know going on thirty years now and so people you know it's now imperative that the voting public educate themselves learn uh, you know who the candidates are. And, uh, you know, and, and vote accordingly. The May 14th will be here before we know it. The uh, Again, we haven't had, ta- had a chance to talk about you and I because I don't think we have a real good sense yet of where the specific policy issues are going to break down among these candidates, especially the newer ones, the the, uh, the, the quote incumbents, if you will. We have an idea. Um, but, you know, we, we don't really know where they stand on some of these policy issues. That's why the debate will be will be really uh, will be really important. It is interesting. I've had two different approaches off the text line this morning. One says, quote, JT and Denny will make it a two-man race. The other says, JT Thomas kills Denny Magruder's chances. And, and that that's very, you know, uh, both of those things, you know, one of those two is likely going to be true or could well be true. It's I, what I'm going to be interested to see, and I don't know if, you know, if anything will happen, be happening behind the scenes shortly, but this, does anyone decide to opt out now? You know, we've got six in. Does anyone yeah. just say, you know what, um, you know, I, I don't see a path forward here? And probably not. Uh, well, but you, it, the, it, the two what I call incumbents, Rosemary Ketchum and, and Chad Thalman, since they've already they've run, in, no, they, they, they yeah. can't run for their own seat right. again. They, I mean, if they'd made this decision before 
now, but they can't file for their own seat. So I would think they stay in. Um, well, and look, but, too, and you know, and we don't often talk about this, but you know, the, the vice mayor. You know, again, uh, I think his path is much different now than it was a week ago, because he's got, of course, the Thalman name, which is a popular family in Wheeling, a you know, well-known family in Wheeling. He's part of the, you know, his family's part of the Nollinger family, mm-hmm. sort of that wider range. So again, you come in with a built-in number of votes. That that could well again. That, that's what we're parsing right now. Is that that's the type of uh, benefit or advantage that could propel the vice mayor to to the mayoral chair? Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of this is going to be constituency based. Who, what constituency groups are coming to your your way? Yeah. Uh, again, JT Thomas brings a lot of them. But Denny, you know, Denny has a, a you know a career worth of goodwill built up in the Upper Ohio Valley in the city of Wheeling in particular. Uh, and that will come to play in, for him. I said Rosemary Ketchum has a, 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 a an active base of her own supporters, um, but I don't know how big it is compared now to all the other things that are going mm-hmm. on out there. Um, and it may it may come down. I mean, it's it, that stuff always makes a difference. People probably hate to hear us talk about so crassly. You know, well, he's going to get the Lebanese vote. Um, but, but that's but, a realistic point right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, right now we don't know a lot about policy issues, but it is important probably to, you know, we may discover that one or two of these candidates are uh, have a policy that is so, um, I'm talking about any, any voter may decide, oh, my God, I can't stand that policy he just talked about. So once we get into the nitty-gritty, we may have a different uh, look at things. I thought J.T. Thomas, he talked about a couple things yesterday. A couple of them bothered me. Uh, only in this, you know, he, he seemed to think that somehow he was just going to somehow speed the streetscape project up as if that, you know, I mean, I don't, that's just not going to happen. Well, it shouldn't, we're not going to let it last until, you know, 2025 or whatever. Well, you know, that, those makes are the, for good campaign talk. Though. That's what I was going to say. I was just saying, those are the words of politicians, not of someone who really uh, understands exactly what's happening there. Don't mean that overly critical. I just, that's what politicians do. Um, but that was, that was one thing that really jumped out at me. And he's yeah. going to, you know, well, he's going to get that taken care of. My God, that the city could have got it taken care of, they would. Yeah. Hey, Howard, do, you have, do we have time to pivot to a different topic just real quick? Sure. You know, one person, uh, I think it's worth noting, and maybe you did earlier. I didn't get a chance to listen to much of your show today. But uh, the passing of a gentleman who held just about every public office in Ohio County, outside of the mayor of Wheeling, and that's Art McKenzie. I forgot it. I'm glad you said that, John. I completely forgot about it, and I did want to talk about it. Art McKenzie, yes. Yeah. Uh, That he held just, he was uh, sheriff, police, was he police chief? He was in the police Police department. He was warden of the prison. He was warden of the prison. He was uh, county commissioner. He was a delegate. Um, He was mayor Mayor of of Bethlehem. I mean, that man held uh, so many positions. uh, and he was the kind of guy you liked him or didn't like him. I liked him, and he and I got along very well. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, boy, he was – I'm glad you brought that up. He was very well, important in the Upper Ohio Valley. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about it last night when I saw Zobit come across and, and some little more this morning. And, you know, you we probably will never see another – you know, in today's times, another – public servant who's able to have a career spanning 50 years in multiple offices. People, it's just, it's a much different time. You know, people are so much more uh, unforgiving at times, you know, and you think about what he's done, everything. And again, you mentioned it all, you know, he started out, you know, which one of the things I didn't know, he was 16 and he enlisted in the Marines. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, you know then went and uh, you know became a police officer, you know police chief, and then all the things that you just listed all the way up through county commissioner at a you know kind of really a, the beginning of a transformational time in Ohio County. He really. I'm trying to think if he was there when they bought the property. For yes, the I, yes, I believe he was. I was going to make yeah, that. I think but he was he, not yep. there when they developed the Highland. Correct. Yeah, and um, but you, you know, you're, John, you're. I don't. I don't know that you ever seen. I don't know. I don't recall actually ever seeing someone who had so many different types of political careers. I yeah. mean. You see people a long time in office. I mean, Randy Wharton's been a commissioner for a long time. I'm trying to think of others. Um, but, <laughs> again, I we just read, you know, warden, delegate, uh, police chief, sheriff, uh, mayor of the town, county commissioner. Not, it's not a normal progression from one to another. Just he was he was in so many different things. And well, you know, obviously well beloved by the people in Ohio County. Um, you know, it came from a family of thirteen. Again, the things you don't see anymore. Who has thirteen kids nowadays? You know, the, that Mackenzie clan was a big clan. You know, and, uh, and been a very successful clan. Obviously, you know, we talked about Andy McKenzie just a minute ago. Was a nephew, I believe, to, to right. Art McKenzie. Um, so, no, Art. I, much like you, I really liked Art. I think Art was. Uh, you know, he was when he was a commissioner was one of the first in West Virginia to really start to uh, sound the alarm over rising regional jail costs to the taxpayers, um, and and the you know kind of the fallacies within that system as it was set up in the late nineties. You know, he helped uh, you know unsuccessful bid obviously, but very involved with uh, Tim McCormick and Dave Sims and trying to bring the federal prison to the airport years back. Oh, yeah, um, forgot about that. The one that went to Hazleton. Um, so just a, you know, and, and kind of the same and, and, thing. But, but we, should also men, we should also mention he was uh, warden of the prison during the Eugene Blake troubles. A hundred percent, yes. Yeah, he was, you know, we we talk about the, the good and the bad. And, you know, Eugene Blake was one that, you know, um, uh, Mr. McKenzie was, was part of the group that I would say was duped by Mr. Blake because he, um, you know, he gave him trustee status. Everybody was duped until Fred Connors came along. Well, you know, um, it's unfortunate, quite frankly. It was a, uh, you know, it was it was a tough thing to when we revisited that whole thing and had, uh, you know, Art in, and you know, he was he was none too happy that we were digging it up and you know going back through it, and totally understandable. Um, but just a, you know, just a really, he published his own memoir, which was, was an interesting read back in the day or did, um, but just what a unique individual. And, uh, you know, just, uh, I think you may even said better than I did. You will never see somebody span that many offices over that many years again. How old was he, John? 94, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm, well, I'm really glad you brought that up. I, I meant to, and I, I must have, I don't know, I don't have my list of things, and it just slipped my mind, and I did want to talk about it, so I'm really glad you brought it up. Yeah. John, we'll pick up on some more of this and maybe have a better sense of where the mayor's race is going when we get together for Friday Roundtable, and I appreciate you joining me this morning, though. Thanks a lot. Perfect. 9.40, 20 till the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Some final thoughts on maybe the mayor's race and other things coming up here. You can text in if you want to, 304-214-1600. Taylor Long is over in the Ohio Valley News Center of WTRF-TV right now.
Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 30th. According to officials, a Jefferson County home is a total loss following a fire last night. They say the fire at 115 Euclid Avenue was a total loss. Upon arrival, crews were met with heavy fire out of the first and second floor. Crews from Amsterdam, East Springfield, Burgles, and Unionport and Loud Township extinguished the fire. No injuries were reported. Crews were on scene throughout Monday evening working to extinguish hot spots. Stay with 7 News for updates. And some continuing coverage now about a fatal shooting Friday night in Jefferson County. Per police reports, the individual who was fatally shot in the incident on Friday night was identified as Jezerick Bryden, an 18-year-old from Steubenville. The shooting took place in the 1300 block of Maryland Avenue shortly after 9 p.m. Officials say another man was injured and taken to a Pittsburgh hospital. Police are saying they believe both men were armed and got into some type of altercation. If you have any information, you can call police at 740-283-6090. And following the evidentiary hearing, residents got the chance to have their concerns heard in a public comment hearing last night. A couple dozen residents came out to ask their questions and in many cases vent their frustrations at officials over the ongoing water issues in Payton City. Some of the most common concerns centered on infrequent updates to the public with several residents saying they're unsure if the water is safe at any given time. Many also believe that this situation could have been avoided. Stay with 7 News for updates. Ohio legislators, including representatives Brett Hillier and Kevin Miller, are proposing the Tuscarawas Valley Memorial Highway to honor the six victims of the Tuskegee Valley bus accident. In a statement, Representative Hillier said in part, quote, The establishment of this highway is a small way to honor the lives and legacies for generations to come, end quote. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Or hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, and get yourself free. Double so check on the temperatures. I, I, have you moved at all? You moved one degree, I think. Thirty-three. I, I, we haven't bumped again like we did yesterday. Not a, not a change. More than one degree. Thirty-three at the airport. Thirty-two at the Highlands. Uh, thirty-three in Elm Grove, and you said thirty-three here, which right is right on the money. Just about where we've been. I mean, a degree or two off, but 
Not a big change today. We should get it to low 40s for the day is over and done with. Cloudy skies today. Some rain showers could come in tonight. And then it's just going to be a cloudy and gloomy week again up until the weekend. There have been a couple of – I'm not complaining. It's not the blizzard we had before, but it's been a couple of glo- – it's just a couple of gloomy weeks. It has, Howard, but uh, we have just a couple more days, and then we'll be finished with January. It's hard to believe. And then your favorite day. One of them, yeah, Groundhog Day, which is on a Friday. Do you care if he sees his shadow or not? Well, I don't, you can't really pay a lot of attention to that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it – pumps me up a little bit if they say no he did not so <laughs> winter will be a little quicker gives you a little something to, to feel better about I guess. So I, I guess i'm rooting for one of those really foggy days howard how the hell is he going to see a shadow if it's real foggy here's my question i've asked this every year because there are always people there with spotlights and t- tv lights how does he not see a shadow that might confuse him i yes. mean he, he comes out of the comes out of his little cubby hole Sticks his nose, and then all these TV crews are there with bright lights. Aren't they eventually going to? I mean, isn't that going to absolutely make him see his shadow? I would think so. Uh, we have been talking about a couple of things this morning, and you are welcome to add your text to it on the Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304-214-1600. We uh, have been talking, of course, about the new the mayor's race. I say new; it's not new, but the the field of candidates very different than we thought it was going to be. Certainly, a couple of weeks ago. And really, even different than Bob or than well, Bob and I, but also John and I thought it would be on Friday's uh, roundtable when we have now added uh, Beth Heinbaugh, uh, and that's a name that I had heard for quite some time. When I kept saying earlier for the last couple of months, Bob, I think some other people get in the race. That's one name I thought was going to get in the race, and she is. Um, she she filed late, and then J.T. Thomas came in with a bang yesterday, um, and that's. Again, I think he's he's really going to shake things up. Yeah, I, I'm going to repeat myself again. Nothing against Beth or Carl, uh, but uh, it, it doubled. The field doubled, and when J.T. Thomas came in, he made some waves. He made some noise, and people paid attention to that. And uh, again, Howard Howard has him written down as the the favorite. He's at only been moment. in the race less than 24 hours at this moment, and Howard has him as the favorite. So he did something right at this moment, and only because again, right now, all I can do is look at. Who are each of these candidates likely to have as their constituents that they will have as their base of votes? And uh, I think that J.T. Thomas brings just a whole bunch of different groups together. Um, and again, I know that some folks don't, don't like to hear politics talked about that, but that's just that's a reality. That's that's just the way it is. So, um, but I, I, that doesn't mean that any of the I, I think as John and I said, Bob, this is these are. I don't know Carl Carpenter. I'm going to keep repeating that. But I'm going to assume he is a good and valid candidate. Certainly five of the candidates that I know, they are good, strong candidates. This, there's no underling there. There's no, you know, just in here for the fun of it kind of candidate. I mean, these are all strong candidates. And I don't care who, any of the five uh, besides J.T. Thomas. Uh, he's going to take votes. Uh, I don't, you know, he's going to take certain uh, votes away from certain candidates, yep. but he is going to take a ton of votes right off the top. There's no question about that. Now, again, in all of these cases, it may be that when the time comes to hear the debates that John's going to put on, when it comes time to have him here on the radio show, when it comes time for them to go out and start talk, knocking on doors and answering questions, well, you know, policy may – people may go, wait, no, I don't believe that. I don't want him to do that. But just looking at who's going to likely vote for them based on who they are, not on what they say. Uh, again, at the moment, I put J.T. Thomas at the top. And again, I think 
Uh, no offense to our friend Denny Magruder, I think this is not good for Denny Magruder. Okay, so we have two huge topics that's been out there for a while. You have uh, Cityscape and you have the homeless. Yes. Which one do you think you better be prepared on if you're going to talk in front of a forum? The homeless. That one you better do your homework on, Howard? You can't. J.T. Thomas, with no offense to to him, uh, yesterday he made some comments about how he's going to get that streetscape project moved up. You know, we can't let it go on this long. No, he's not. I mean, no, he's not. The state's not going to listen to J.T. Thomas or anybody else. This is, it is, it is what it is. Um, Streetscape is what it is. Can talk about it, complain about it. It is what it is. Homeless, that homeless thing is still going to be a huge issue going forward. And I think that's, and I think that's where, I, I think with the streetscape, Bob, most people are really irritated by the traffic. And most people know that in the end it'll be good. So there's not a whole lot to say about that. That's why I think if I was advising someone, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, Howard, because this just came to me. If you're going to get into that, if you're going to attack that, then bring the panhandlers in with you because I think that might garner you a, a couple votes too because I think people are getting fed up with that too. Well, you know, you, if they would listen to us, we've talked about it before. It's being done down in Mon County. We had Tom Bloom on here talking about that. There is a way to deal with panhandling, and it's not a mean or nasty thing. It's not certain places you just can't do it. Homeless. It's just they banned any form of solicitation for money on public streets. I mean, you can walk down the sidewalk and you can say, hey, sir, I'm a little bit down on my luck, but you can't stand there at the intersection. You cannot block traffic. Right. And I I think that the city uh, should be looking into that, and and that might be an issue for someone to pick up on. That's what I'm thinking, Howard. You can piggyback that. But I think the the homeless will be the single big issue of the election. Ten till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Join the Nailers for a family fun Pups and Pucks Night, Saturday, February 3rd. Bring your dog to the game. Meet Clifford, the big red dog, courtesy WVPB. All furry friends receive a free doggy bowl. Take part in the on-ice puppy parade during intermission. And signature Saturday, two-player sign autographs. Pup drop 710. Get tickets now for Pups and Pucks Night. Call 304-234-GOAL or go to wheelingnailers.com. Save big money on your next project right now at Menards. Add insulation to your home and keep the cold air out with Owens Corning Pink Foamular Insulation. A well-insulated home can save you up to 15% on your energy bills while keeping your family warm and cozy inside. Plus, these pink panels are available in many different sizes to fit any project. Pick up your pink insulation panels and start saving today. Now at Menards. Save big money at The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. 
Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Western Bay and it serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their home. I always get this wrong. Looking glass? You got it right. All right, I got it right this time. Eight before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Text line, Frio Stack Auction Service. Text line, Wheeling pass an ordinance on panhandling and homeless camps and force the law. Problem solved. A, they did not pass any ordinance on panhandling. Panhandling is not part of that. That's a different issue, which is what Bob and I are saying. We need to deal with that. The homeless camps have been passed and forced the law, but the problem is then you still have people wandering the streets until there is some place for them to go. You can't just say, well, they, they can't put camping, but where are they going to go? So I appreciate your, your point of view. You're wrong on the one thing. They have not had a panhandling ordinance passed Um and, and they are trying to work out how to enforce the law about the homeless camps. But it's, it's becoming difficult because, again, you can say nobody on the street. Well, okay, they're on the street, just they can't be in a camp. So, But that's for a conversation for another day. Let's talk to Bob Westfall. He's here from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How are you? Let me check. All my parts are in place. I'm feeling good this morning. Um, good at your age. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's almost uh, time to, well, go eat someplace. Go eat. Yeah, I, I knew that was on your agenda. Today is National Croissant Day. Maybe I'll go get a croissant somewhere. Oh, yeah, Burger King's got a special on their croissants. I saw it. Sandwiches or whatever they call With it, It's uh, like it's a penny for, you have to buy something for a dollar, and then you get one for a penny. Uh, my question yeah. is, uh, Bob's question actually was, can you go buy 100 of them for a for a dollar, <laughs> you know, if they're just a penny. I don't know. I have to find out. Oh, I'm sure there's some kind of, you know, fine print there somewhere. I guarantee you there is. They're not going to let me come and say, "Give me a hundred, <laughs> give me a hundred croissants." Right. But I might go get one though. I could. I wouldn't mind having one. What's happening at your place today? All right, we got a few things going on today. Uh, but the uh, the big story today is the sentencing of Gerald Jaco. Uh, actually starts in about six minutes. Uh, and Lisa Murphy and Danny Maris are down there. You know, that's the uh, murder case uh, involving uh, a young woman and her unborn child and another man oh, yes. uh, killed here in Wheeling. Uh, bodies found in southern West Virginia. Um, so um, big presser when the announcement was made and he pled guilty. Um, so we will be there. We will have an update at noon, and we'll have the full story tonight at 5 and 6. So that obviously is the big story for today. Uh, a couple other things we're working on today. Uh, West Virginia, congratulations. You've been named by the National Geographic as uh, West Virginia's Whitewater from Prestigious Best of the World. Wow. Number one. All right. 
We're number yeah. one. We're usually number one for like being too fat. We're number 50. So, We're number yeah, 50. Right. So that, that's good news. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Top 20 travel experiences for 2024. I like that. So, so we're going to uh, hopefully uh, we're going to go down to meet uh, talk to Frank or Olivia down to CVB and just see how how these kind of designations helps the entire state. So we will have Good. an update on that. Uh, a couple other things: we've got a uh, rape trial beginning in Logan Cochran. Uh, rape trial is uh, jury selection began about 8:30, so we'll have an update on that. Uh, faces two counts of first degree felony rape, one count of fourth degree felony gross sexual imposition. That is in Belmont County this morning. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we're going to talk to Senator Brown. As you know, the uh, one-year anniversary of the East Palestine East Palestine um, train wreck is uh, is fast approaching. I think uh, the third. Actually, I didn't realize uh, that. I didn't think about Brown. that. Yeah, jeez. So we're going to have that today, and then NAMI has an open house today at their new location in Bridgeport. So uh, we're just about everywhere today. All right. Sounds good. People can check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30, the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com, the award-winning website. And with Storm Tracker 7 and the news app in your smartphone, carry it with you wherever you go. You'll always thoroughly be informed. Or just watch the TV or listen to the radio. Either way, you'll find out. Absolutely. All right. Let's see. Tomorrow is Wednesday, so you and I don't talk. I'll talk to you again on Thursday. All right, man. Take it easy. Enjoy your uh, breakfast, lunch, uh, or whatever it's going to be. You probably a little breakfast, a little lunch, um, and then I'll start thinking yeah. about dinner. <laughs> Good. There you go. Hey. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate All right, it. Bye, guys. Um, this is just plain not true. Uh, again, we see this is the problem. The, the homeless, there's a problem. People need. To, I'm not trying to alibi. Why they just have government housing? They just won't go there. That's not true. Well, I brought that up. It's just a little bit more than that. But they could probably get it if they tried hard, Howard. Listen, I have heard from several folks who point out all the problems the homeless have in getting housing. Um, there are places some could go, but I, it, it's not as easy as it sounds. Um, and that's not the solution. I mean, the ultimate solution is, of course, finding people, getting them off drugs and finding them housing and all that kind of stuff. Right now, the Band-Aid is we got to put them someplace isn't that terrible? That sounds like like we're talking about possessions. We gotta we have to find a way to keep them off the streets and keep them you know uh, safe and warm during during not just winter months but any time. I uh, took a ride up 18th Street yesterday and I did looked too. over. Just you know, wasn't being nibby, but I thought we might talk about it today. It looks like they're very organized. Yes. It looks like it's uh, clean and uh, wish them the best. I, yeah, and again, uh, Mark Phillips said yesterday, you know, they're going to try their best to keep things under control. Um, until they can find a better location. Uh, coming up, uh, statewide talk line, Hoppy Kirchival will be talking about the governor uh, spoke out on transgender women yesterday and why he doesn't want them in our state. Uh, that'll be one of the topics. Uh, Chris Mookie Walker is going to be on. Retired, well, retired Brigadier General. Now, this is the candidate for Congress um, from Charleston, who is a, a, a car dealer. Chris Walker, but I've been getting letters now from his team. He is now retired Brigadier General Chris Walker, and um, they wanted him to come on this show today to talk about the drone attack on Jordan. I said, no, I don't want to talk to him about the drone attack in Jordan because that has nothing to do with being governor. All right. So we can have him on, absolutely. Probably we'll get you on, Mookie. But, yeah, so Chris Mookie Walker is on at the top of the drone attack in Jordan, so Hoppy fell for that shtick. Uh, that's coming up today on Statewide Talk Live. Uh, I don't know what we're doing tomorrow. Tomorrow's a, the a short day. We'll find something to do. Thursday, a busy day. The chief is coming in, police chief coming in. 
the ma manager and mayor from Moundsville coming in, so we'll have some fun with that. Um, and anywhere along the way you want to have your say, you always can at 304-214-1600 or 304-232-8255. I know what we're going to do now, Howard. Are you hungry? I am hungry. Let's go I'm eat. Hungry. Let's go eat. It's 10 o'clock. ABC covers the world. Hoppy is up next. Such a fire. Such a fire.